blessed greetings and welcome back to this week's episode of Tuesday Tune-Up with Pastor Shirley Johnson. I am so honored to have you tuning in. Today's topic, Peace in the Mist, is going to help us ride the waves of life in greater confidence of the victory that God has for our lives and circumstances. In this episode, we are going to discuss strategies that will help us maintain our peace in the midst of everything that we face. Those tempestuous waters that have been rocking our boats and making our faith woozy will be calmed by applying some simple principles of peace. First, let us pray and prepare to get tuned up in the Word of God together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your holy name. We thank you for victory on every hand. We thank you for giving us the peace of Christ, even during our clamorous and stormy times. Let this episode encourage our hearts and increase our peace so that we can move through our tests and trials triumphantly, peacefully, and with faith stabilized. We bless your holy name and we thank you so much for all that you do in sustaining us and keeping us in perfect peace. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining Den today. We are always blessed by your presence. Today, we're talking about maintaining peace while challenges come our way. Sometimes trials are built up over time and more manageable. Yet more often than not, life comes at us fast and can quickly destroy our peace. This is exactly what occurred on April 15, 1912 when a British passenger cruise ship carrying approximately 2,224 passengers from the United Kingdom to New York struck an iceberg and began sinking. This event caused the death of over 1,500 people. Prior to hitting the iceberg, I envisioned the passengers aboard the ship just moments earlier enjoying a good meal, conversing with friends, or maybe looking out over the water with someone they loved. Just regular people on vacation who were in a moment thrown into turmoil and survival mode. I'm sure you're familiar with this account as there are several books and movies to its credit. The Titanic remains to date the deadliest sinking of a ship not associated with a wartime incident. Can you imagine the panic that must have ensued? The yells and screams must have been deafening from loved ones who were separated as women and children were loaded into smaller boats to safety. Picture the chaos of people running into one another, trying to bail water from the ship as it plunged in on every side. Waters cascading over the people with such balance-breaking force that they tried to escape yet simply fell over where they stood. The news of the tragedy held the world spellbound. The loss of life, the questionable mechanical failures, in addition to the countless investigations that followed, keep the sinking of the Titanic as a, as a highly discussed topic even today. When I reflect on this account, my mind drifts back to times in my life when out of nowhere, tragedy would strike and much like the passengers on the Titanic, I was immediately and without warning thrown into survival mode. There were times when panic was both my initial and instinctive response. However, I've noticed that the closer and deeper I grow in my relationship with Christ, the better my response is to the suddenly. We have all been there at one time or another. What was your response when your life ship hit an iceberg? How did you handle the unwarned catastrophes? 
Often under these circumstances, the passengers on the Titanic, you and I have all experienced the same reactions. The heart-pounding fear, feelings of helplessness, confusion, and in some cases, even defeat. Yet we are not alone. There were a group of 12 who also shared our experience. I am reminded of a time when the disciples went on a cruise with Jesus, and it seemed like a storm came out of nowhere and started tossing their boat like a child's toy in a bathtub. Much like the commotion on the Titanic, the disciples were overcome with many of the same signs of panic, chaos, uncertainty, and fear. Matthew 8, 23 and 24 says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples were panic-stricken. They were stressing out, worried in fear of their literal lives. Like the passengers on the Titanic, they felt that their deaths were imminent. And Jesus, well, here was Jesus just casually napping. He was restfully sleeping like a baby in the bottom of the ship. Sleeping as though he had no inkling that he was in the eye of a deadly storm. Now turn your attention for a moment to the disciples on the boat. During the storm, they were frantic. I can imagine them running around looking for buckets to scoop out water, pandemonium all around them, and, and them calling out over the roars of the wave. Has anyone seen Jesus? Where's Jesus? Jesus, we need you. One of the disciples might have chimed in saying, I remember seeing him sleeping below deck right before the storm started. And then several of the disciples went down and they woke him up saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Now, to give you some context, in Matthew 8, we find Jesus and the disciples working very hard and enduring a full and exhausting day. Jesus, with the disciples right by his side, healed a man of leprosy, sent faith forward to heal the centurion's servant of paralysis, healed Peter's mother-in-law who had been sick with fever, then drove out demons from those who were possessed and healed everyone around them with an ailment. When they had finished their work, they boarded a boat and Jesus went into the bottom of the ship and fell asleep. The scripture says the disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him? I love this account. I love seeing the authority of Jesus on display. And part of the reason that I love seeing it is because he's given us that same type of authority. Listen, God will give you peace in the middle of your storm. When I think about storms, I think about turbulent times, times filled with, with madness, tumultuous times, unknown times. I think of times flooded with confusion or indecisiveness and conflict, unsteady times. Yet through all of this, Jesus says, I'll give you peace and not any old run of the mill peace either. And John 14, 27, he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. You see, the world's way is conditional. 
If you, then I. The world's way is scratch my back and then I'll scratch yours. The world's way is short-sighted and short-lived. This is because the world's way is rooted in emotion and how the person giving can benefit from the gift. But Jesus, his approach is completely different. His way is solid because it's rooted in him. Numbers 23 and 19 says, Has God said and shall he not do? Has God spoken and shall he not make it good? You see, we can rely on God because he never fails. And so his word is stronger than money in the bank. That's only covered by the FDIC. But our promise from God is covered through himself. And you don't get a greater insurance policy than that. Though the storm is raging out of control all around you, there is a force field of peace blocking you from the effects of the torrential downpour. You can be in the eye of the storm just like the disciples, but with peace on board, you can sleep like Jesus. Perhaps that's why Jesus continued saying, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, there's nothing to fear when the peace of Jesus is given to you. Fear has no true source. Sure, fear comes from the enemy, but he's not really a source. He's more like a magician or an illusionist. So he makes you think that something's real, even when it's not. However, peace is sourced through Jesus. Therefore, it's solid. So when in a place of peace, you can even sleep through the storms of your life. As the scripture said, but Jesus was sleeping and so can you. There are strategies that we can put in place for stormy times that will keep our faith above sea level, even when facing a tsunami of trials and tribulations. The first strategy is to remember that Jesus is the power source of peace and therefore overrides the tide of fear. Therefore, we must grab hold to his peace, and we do this by meditating on scriptures regarding peace and then speaking them over our lives, speaking them over our situations and over our circumstances. We can speak directly to fear and serve notice to the enemy because we have not been given a spirit of fear. The spirit given to us is one of power and of love and of a sound mind. And doing so, we sink fear on the spot. Another peace maintaining strategy is to utilize the power and authority extended to us by Jesus to calm our own storms. John 14, 12 recites the words of Jesus to us. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Therefore, just as Jesus spoke to the storm and the winds and waves obeyed him, we too have that same power and authority. Lastly, we must learn to operate and peace in our dealings with others. We cannot be kings and queens of drama, causing a ruckus everywhere we go, and then expect peace to be a covering over us. I love the way the Amplified Bible states it in Ephesians 6, 15. 
and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. Having your feet strapped with the gospel of peace. That means that everywhere you go, you're carrying peace with you. It's not something that you get once you get to your destination, but it's actually something you're bringing with you into the situation. When we walk in peace in general, and especially with others, it keeps us sure-footed. Peace is a great stabilizer. It keeps us stable in our emotions and feelings. It keeps us stable in our decision-making, and it keeps us stable in our relationships with God. Our dependency on God grows and strengthens us greatly. Never forget that peace is ours for the taking. Jesus has already given it to us. And with it, we can sail through our problems and peace, even while the winds and the storms beat down upon us. Wow, what a powerful episode this has been for me personally. Such a great reminder that peace is mine for the taking and that I carry it wherever I go. I am so encouraged to accept the peace of Jesus and ride out the storms of my life in greater grace and faith. And I hope you too were invigorated by the word of God today. This was such an amazing reminder of the fact that the storms can continue to rage around us and sometimes even in us, yet we can maintain our peace and focus, our faith, as long as Jesus is the object of it. We can apply simple strategies, such as remembering that Jesus is the source of our peace and the deflector of our fear, that speaking the word of God over our lives will rebuke fear and allow us to receive that peace. Remember and use the authority that we've been given to by Jesus to speak to and calm our own storms. And lastly, to walk in peace with others. This week, be sure to meditate on this word and apply these principles to your situations. Remember, fear has no source, but our peace is sourced in Jesus and therefore it never fails. We never want to miss an opportunity to extend to our listeners the ability to accept Jesus as your personal savior. This will be by far the best decision you'll ever make and your life will be forever changed. If you are someone who wants to accept Christ, then please repeat after me. Father, I know I am a sinner, but right now I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and my savior. I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead and that through my confession, I am saved. Jesus, you are my personal savior. Thank you for forgiving me. Teach me more about your love and how I can love others. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer with us, please send me a message. I would love to praise God with you and welcome you to the family of Christ. Be sure to get connected to a teaching church in your community where you can grow in the knowledge of God and increase your faith. I'm so excited about your amazing journey. It is going to be a fantastic adventure. Now, Father, bless us as we go from this place, but never your presence. We pray that you continue to bless us in the midst of our storms with great peace, despite all that goes on around us. We desire the peace of Jesus to flood our lives and allow us to just work through storms fearlessly and faithfully. 
Saturate us, O Lord, with your peace and flood us with your presence so that we do not fear, allow fear to capsize our faith or sink our ships. Amen. Thank you again for spending your time with us today. I declare that you will have a peace-filled and victorious day, week, and life. I cannot wait to get tuned up in the Word of God together with you next time. Have a great day.